Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, come on in, everybody. It's 9 o'clock on Mountain Time on Tuesday night, which means it is time to give you a preview of tomorrow night's Wednesday Night Live Bible study. It's going to be amazing, as it always is. We call it Wednesday Night Live, uh, literally, because um, it is live. It's going to be one of those nights. It's going to be uh, amazing, as always. Come on in. Speak to me as you come in and let me know where you are watching from. We're on just the TikTok, Bishop Foreman TikTok and the Bishop Foreman Instagram page. Come on in. Aurora, good to see you. Come on, y'all. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Let me know where you are watching from. Uh, We're going to give you a preview of that word tomorrow. Let me say this. What's going on? Good evening. Shalom to you. Um, let me say this. Uh, when you share, people get saved. So I want to encourage you to share this live tonight. Uh, we're going to be on Chi-Town, Indiana. Good to see you. Shout out. You guys are already sewing. Come on, Tampa. Already sewing into the badges um, uh, over here on the Bishop Foreman IG. Appreciate that. Faithful Givers Flourish. Aurora, Aurora. Good to see you. Come on in, everybody. Aurora. Good to see you. Aurora. Come on. All right, Aurora. Um, where else are we? Las Vegas. What's going on? Vegas. Good to see you. All right. Omaha. Come on. Omaha. 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 Minneapolis. Good to see you. Um, uh, what else we got? We got both platforms going. What else we got? Come on, y'all. Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. And make sure that you share. Click on TikTok. Click the little, um, arrow at the bottom to share. And then over here uh, on Instagram, you can click the little triangle at the bottom to share. Aurora, Aurora's in here tonight. Aurora is in here tonight. Palm Springs, California. Good to see you. Uh, Good to see you. So listen, we are in this series at Harvest called Let's Start Over. Scratch that better. Um, And the entire premise of the series is that with God, you never ever. Hello, LA and Louisiana. Good to see you. With God, we never ever start over and we never are starting from scratch. That's because God does not waste anything. Um, I need for some of you to hear me. Never be afraid not to have to be back at square one, but you're not starting over. You are always starting better. Why? You are wiser. You are smarter. You have greater skill. You're more spiritual. The Bible says in Romans 8.28 that he makes all things work together for our good. I like the way Amplified says it as a plan, which means his plan is working. Watch me. And even when you feel frustrated, his plan is working. Even when you feel angry, his plan is working. Even when you feel mad, his plan is working. Even when you're like, God, where are you at? Is there anybody on preview tonight where you have some areas of your life where you're like, God, where are you at? Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Like where in the world is Jesus at? Put a question mark on the screen. If you have some areas of your life, you're like, God, where are you at in this? What is going on with this? I need you to hear me, Romans 8, 28. And we know with great confidence, my God, that God who is deeply concerned about us. So let's stop right there. He's concerned about you. Now, this is important because sometimes you can think that God is not aware of what's going on. You'll think he's not paying attention to what's going on. You can even, let's be honest, think that he doesn't care. Can I help you? He not only cares, but he is concerned. And he's not just concerned, he's deeply concerned about you. What does that mean? 
He uh, literally is concerned about the trajectory uh, of your life. He's concerned about who's in your life. He's concerned about how you think. He's concerned about how you sleep. He is concerned about you. But everybody pay close attention. While he is concerned, hear me clearly, he is not worried. The Bible says that he never sleeps and he never slumbers, which means while he's concerned about you, he's not worried about you. That's a good place to put a praise right there in the comments. Why? Because if he's not worried, neither should you be. If we look in the Bible, there's a story where Jesus is in the bottom part of a boat. And as they're in the bottom part of the boat, um, the boat is in the midst of a storm and it's being tossed to and fro. And the scripture says that Jesus uh, team, they go wake him up and they say to him, uh, master, I'm gonna go old King James on you, carest not that we perish. In other words, God, you don't care about what's going on up here. And matter of fact, the Bible says that not only was he not worried about the storm, but the Bible says he was asleep in the midst of the storm. I need for all of us to take a cue from our king that if he was resting in the midst of a storm, I need you to rest too. I need you to be able to rest too. If he was able to rest in the middle of the storm, you and I have to be able to rest in the middle of the storm also. He was not worried, although he was concerned. He knew that the storm was not going to kill them, but the storm was going to get them to where they were going. I wanna say this to everybody on TikTok tonight, everybody on Instagram tonight, the storm you may be facing in one area of your life is getting you to your sequel. The storm is your setup for your sequel. I'm gonna say it a third time. The storm is the setup for your sequel. I need for you to rest and rest and what? Rest in the fact that God has got you. You're going to do everything you can do, but you need to let him do everything you cannot do. Eating everything you see and not eating nothing is not going to fix it. Worrying and cussing everybody out is not going to fix it. Being stressed out and driving around is not going to fix it. You're just wasting gas. Uh, listen, it, it, none of those things have the ability to fix or deal with your issue. If he is resting, I need you to rest too. But those of you where you've been restless, can I get you to type this on the screen? I'm resting. Come on, y'all. I'm resting. I am resting in the fact that he is deeply concerned about me. And because he's deeply concerned, he is not worried. In fact, the scripture says that he will perfect those things that concern me. He will perfect those things that concern me. That's Psalm 138 and 8. Which means God is going to make sure that everything related to me is going to get better and better and better. This is good news because he, well, hear me, he is concerned, but he is not worried about you. And if he is resting, then you have to rest too. What does this look like practically, Bishop? It means literally this. You cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Now, because he cares for you, watch me, because he cares for you. Uh, what does this mean? Let me give you that scripture. And it's 1 Peter 5, 7. Because he cares for you. Listen, you say, God, give me the grace to do everything I can do. Now, God, everything I cannot do is in your hands. It's in your hands. I can't do nothing about it. I'm not going to stress out about it. I'm not going to be worried about it. I'm not losing sleep about it. I'm not going to eat all night. I'm not going to not eat. You're not going to be. I just heard this loud and clear. I don't know who this is for, but God wants to show you how concerned he is about you. You are not going to continue in, in, in that anorexic or that bulimia style behavior. I don't know who I'm saying that for, that you will not continue in that. He, he wanted me to say that tonight, not to shame you, but so that you knew just who, how concerned he is about you. He, oh my God. 
He is concerned about you. Now, um, this means I cast my cares upon him. I do what I can do. And then I tell him, Lord, you do everything that I cannot do. You do everything that I cannot do. You do everything that I cannot do. Listen to the verse. Uh, and we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together. Let's deal with this word causes. Causes literally means that there's action involved, which means God will cause something to work together. Even if it's something that does not work, he will cause it to work together with something else. Uh, I have all Apple devices and with my Apple devices, uh, you know, Apple likes to change the connection every few years. They say it's in the nature of speed or whatever. I just think they're trying to sell new connections. All right. Now, here's the deal. Um, this by itself, this by itself doesn't do much. You have to connect this to something else for it to work together. So it's got one end that's this USB-C and another end that's what is this Thunderbolt or whatever this is called. These two things have to be connected to the right thing in order to work. Here's what God does. God says he'll take this thing, which has which does not match this thing. He'll take the good. He'll take the bad. He'll take what was successful. He'll take what was unsuccessful. He'll take what was a blessing and he'll take what is a burden and he'll make these two things work together for good, which means he will make them connect. I need you to prophesy this over your life. Things are connecting for me. You're about to have the right divine connections. An area in every area of your life. Things are connecting for you because he makes them work together. See, independently, they may not work, but he's going to make them work together. See, independently, the divorce may feel like a failure, but that's only because you didn't see him making that work together to push you to birth a business. Independently, um, uh, the delay that you've had makes you feel like a failure. Um, but when he connects that delay to your sequel, you are grateful that you were delayed because you got a better deal. See, independently, you may feel like you've wasted time, but you've not wasted time. You were preparing and preparation is never a waste of time. Jesus spent 30 years preparing for three and a half years, which means my preparation is never a waste of time. Things are connecting for you. He causes them to all things to work together. And I love Amplify because it says as a plan. So literally God says, I will take the good, the bad, the ugly, and I will put these things together and make it look like a plan. Even though it's things that perhaps you and I have done that we had no business doing. How many of us can be real tonight? Talk to me in the comments. If you've done some stuff that you knew you had no business doing, can I get you to be real? Keep it 100 with me. You were Bishop Foreman. You are always in a safe place, in a safe space with you when you're with me. So you can always be honest. Wave at me. If you've done some things that when you look back over some of the things you've done, you're like, that was crazy. That was dumb. That was ratchet. That was stupid. Never should have did that. Never should have went over there. Never should have been friends with them. Never should have said that. Never should have went over there. You will look back. But the Bible says that he's going to make those things work together as a plan, which means when you see all of those things come together, you'll look back and you'll say, this is exactly how God meant it to be. Just like Joseph. Joseph's life looks like it was planned to go that way. You got to hear me. Joseph's life looked like it was planned to go that way. Look at me. What if I told you tonight, I'm about to bust a bubble for some of y'all, that Joseph's life, that was not the original plan for Joseph's life. What do you mean, Bishop, that wasn't the original plan? For those of you unfamiliar with Joseph, Joseph is introduced to us 
in Genesis. And in Genesis, uh, we learn about Joseph. We learn about Joseph. Um, he is introduced to us as the 11th son of a man named Jacob, and he's introduced in Genesis chapter 37. Um, and when Joseph is introduced to us, we understand that somebody says, what's your skincare regimen? <laughs> Water. When, when he's introduced to us, we understand, number one, um, that Joseph is a dreamer. Pay attention. He's a dreamer and he has two dreams. He's the 11th son and 11 means dysfunction, which means Joseph was supposed to be the dysfunctional one, but he ended up being the deliverer. Let me make this practical for you. There are some of you that based on your background, you're supposed to be the one that's jacked up. But guess what? Since you're the curse breaker, you're the one that's winning. You're the, you, they said you were going to be the one that wasn't going to do good out of your siblings. Yet you're the one at the top. Who am I talking to? They said that you were the one that was supposed to be um, the least likely to succeed. Yet you are the most successful of the people you know. In school, people treated you like you were nothing. And now, watch me, everybody got to look at your life and see that you are something. Joseph was supposed to be the dysfunctional one. He was the 11th son. He was supposed to be the dysfunctional one. But he's the curse breaker, just like you and I. He is a dreamer. Are there any dreamers on here? And I don't just mean literally having a literal dream. I mean, people that were, you. when you start to think about what life could be and what you could do and what you could accomplish, you begin to get excited when you begin to look at what you could do and how, how far you could go and what you could change and how many lives you could change. You get excited. Are there any dreamers on here tonight? Are there any Josephs on TikTok or Instagram tonight? Joseph, he's that guy. And his name in Hebrew literally means the Lord continues to increase me. Which means every time we see the name Joseph, we are really seeing your story because no matter what you've gone through, the Lord has increased you. I need some of y'all to testify today that you are better today than you were yesterday. You are better this year than you were last year. You are better this year of your life than you were in the previous year of your life. Let's tell the whole truth. You are better towards at the end of this pandemic than you were when you went into this pandemic. I need to see them testimonies in these comments. Come on, y'all. Joseph's name means the Lord continues to increase me. But Joseph was the 11th son. He was the one that was supposed to fail. He was the one that was supposed to be messed up and jacked up. He was the one that everybody thought he's going to be messed up. He's going to be a drug head. He's going to be an alcohol. He's going to be messed up. He's going to be all that. Yet Joseph is the one that God is with. And let me encourage everybody on here. I don't care what your past has been. I need you to make this declaration. God is with me. You better say that thing tonight. He said, but Bishop Foreman, I've made some mistakes, but he's still with you. How do I know? If you still have a pulse, that means he still has the plan, which means he has not given up on you. Stop right there. That deserves a praise for somebody that felt far from God, for somebody that felt like he had thrown in the towel on you. What I just said to you is your proof that he is not. He is with you. He's the reason the car accident didn't kill you. He's the reason coronavirus didn't kill you. He's the reason for seven of you on here tonight. He's the reason you didn't kill yourself. He is the reason that the divorce didn't break you. He is the reason that the bankruptcy didn't break you. He is the reason that the infidelity in the relationship, that's two of y'all over here on TikTok, that it did not break you. He is with you. And you got to hear that. Just like he was with Joseph. Now, watch me. Because we're giving, remember the scripture, Romans 8, 28. He makes all things work together as a plan. 
Um, Joseph's life, when you look back over it, it looks like a plan. It looks like it was supposed to happen that way, even though it was not supposed to happen that way. Well, Bishop Foreman, how in the world do you know that? How do you know what was supposed to happen and not supposed to happen? I can tell you. It's right there in the Bible, Genesis 37. The Bible says that Joseph has a dream. Now, his brothers already hate him, the Bible says, but he has a dream. And his dream is that his brothers, the stars, as it were, in his dream, that they would bow to him. He goes and tells his brothers who already don't like him, he tells his brothers his dream. And that's his first mistake. He began to share his dreams with people that to him, watch me, his dream was their nightmare. Their nightmare was that they were going to be bowing down to their younger brother. And for some of you, you have to be careful because when you begin to share your dream, it can be somebody else's nightmare. Because you're telling them stuff that you're excited about, but to them, they're looking at you side-eyed. To them, they're looking at you like, why would it happen for you and not happen for me? They're looking at you thinking, well, well, how do you think something good like that is going to happen for you? What about your past? What about how you messed up? What about how you, I just heard this for somebody. What about how you had that child out of wedlock? I don't know who's been struggling with that, but I need you to let that go. I don't, I don't say that to shame you. I say that to set you free. Whoever that is, can you wave at me? Because tonight God wanted to personally make sure he embedded that in what I said so that you would not carry guilt, so that you would not carry condemnation, so that you would not carry shame, so that you would not carry guilt, so that you would not carry condemnation, so that you would not carry shame. Listen carefully. Joseph, I got you over here. Uh, uh, listen, don't you carry that. That's not you. Joseph literally tells his brothers his dreams. And the Bible says they hated him even the more, which means Joseph was able to see the fact that not only did they hate him, they hated him even more. Why did they hate him in the first place? Because they saw that their father, Jacob, loved him more than he loved them. He loved them so much, he gave him what the Bible refers to as a coat or cloak of many colors. He gives him this, this nice garment. And he says, Joseph, this is the thing. This is the thing that makes you stand out from your brothers. And for some of you, you got to hear me. The thing that people attack, that's where it's at. I'm going to say it again. You keep wondering, why does this area of my life keep getting attacked? Can I tell you? That's where it's at. It's because it's a, re it's a revealer of your favor. Come on, y'all. Whatever is repeatedly attacked, that is a revealer, but that's a revealer, excuse me, that's where it's at. Whatever you keep seeing people come after, that's where it's at. That's where your grace is. That's where your favor is. That's where your assignment is. That's where what you were created to do is. You need to stop looking at the attack as a negative thing. Somebody ought to tweet that to me. I need some of y'all to put that on your Insta story. Put that, I don't know, put that on your TikTok story. Whatever they attack, that's where it's at. You need to look back and say, wait a minute, people keep attacking this. That must mean I'm graced for that. That must mean I'm anointed for that. That must mean I have favor over there. What's favor? Favor is preferential treatment. Favor means that God leans in my direction. I need you to start looking at the tack and say, oh, that's where it's at. There it go right there. There it go right there. And stop being frustrated. Stop being angry about the attack and celebrate the fact that you just told me where it's at. I've never seen a bank robber break into an empty bank. I've never seen an identity thief steal somebody's identity with bad credit. What's the principle, Bishop? The principle is, is that when you see what's attacked, that's where it's at. You're looking at all this other stuff. Tell me, what am I this? What am I supposed to do? What am I? Mm -mm. Look at what they're attacking. Because when you see what they're attacking, that's where it's at. They attacked his coat of many colors because that represented to him 
that represented to him where his favor was. He was different. He was different. And whenever you're different, sometimes people will try to demonize where you're different. They will demonize where you're different so that you abandon your difference instead of embracing your difference. See, let me talk to a few of you all. You don't think like everybody else. And so consequently, this is why people try to attack you and try to make you think like everybody. You don't, who am I talking to? You don't see things the way everybody else sees them. And where you're different, that is the thing that God uses. Your difference is, is also a revealer of your favor. You don't think like other people. You don't handle things like other people. Watch me. Let me help some of y'all. You don't dress like other people. You don't speak like other people. You don't process like other people. Other people call you a workaholic. And that's only because they don't have the same work ethic as you. So you have to look at your difference and say, wait a minute. My difference is where my favor is at. I'm different and I'm good with it. Can I get a few of you on TikTok and Instagram and just say, I'm good with it. I am good. I'm different and I'm good with it. No, I don't talk like you and I'm good with it. No, I don't process like you and I'm good with it. No, I'm not trifling like you and I'm good with it. No, I handle my responsibilities and I recognize you may not, but I'm good with it. No, I, you over there kissing somebody's behind. No, I'm just a person of excellence and I'm good with it. Oh, you just a goody two shoes. No, I'm just not ratchet like you and I'm good with it. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Let for some of you tonight, let this be your confirmation. I need you to be good with it. I need you to be okay with it. I need you to be okay with the fact that everybody else on your job said, we finna go do this. And you be like, I'm good. Oh, you think you better than us. Oh, you one of them Christians. Oh, you Nah, nah, man. I'm good with the fact that that's what y'all are doing has nothing to do with where I'm headed. So because what you're doing has nothing to do with where I'm headed, I'm not headed over there. I'm going to back that thing up. What you all are doing has nothing to do with where I'm headed, so I'm not headed over there. Right? That was Joseph. So he tells his brothers his dream. They already hate him because their father loves him more than them. And he's got this coat of many colors, this thing that makes him different. And where does he mess up? He has another dream. Come on. And another one. And when he has this second dream, Tuesday night preview, when he has this second dream, what ends up happening? This dream, not only are the stars bowing down to him, his brothers, but the sun and the moon, which represent his mother and his father, they are bowing down to him. And when he tells this dream to his brothers, his father and mother hear of this dream. And when they hear of this dream, they rebuke him. And when they rebuke him, the Bible says that Jacob, his father, kept this thing in mind. His father was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. His father was like, what is going on here? There's something different about my son. There's something, and I've known there was something different about him, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it. Can I help some of you tonight, especially you parents? My pleasure. Especially you parents. Can I help some of y'all tonight? You have to be careful that when you see that you have a child that is different, that you do not try to make them fit to be like the other kids. Come on. When you see that you have a child that is different, you have to be careful that you don't try to make them be like the other kids. Now, uh, this is important because watch me. There are certain things um, that your responsibility as a parent, listen carefully, parents. The Bible says that children are the Lord's inheritance, which means when you have been trusted with a child, you have been trusted with God's inheritance. And when you have been trusted with God, somebody says, this is awesome. Make sure you share it. Guys, only 11 folks over here on TikTok have shared. Can I get more of you to share? 
If it's blessing you, you know it's going to bless somebody else. Go ahead and share. You have to be careful because you have literally been trusted with God's inheritance. And since you've been trusted with God's inheritance, awesome, thank you. When you've been trusted with God's inheritance, you have to be careful that you don't treat his inheritance like it's something common. When you can see you've got a child that is different, it is on you to say, Lord, show me what to do. Show me what to do with my child. And you got to hear me. The Bible says if you train up a child in the way they should go when they grow old, they will not depart from it. It is important that you keep your kids focused on God. It's important that you keep your kids connected to church, whether that's online or on campus. And it's important that you do that. Why? Because you are responsible. Watch me for how you handled his inheritance. And you do not want to stand in front of the Lord and say, Lord, I was trying to make them like everybody else. I was trying to make them act like everybody else. I was trying to make them fit into this box. I was trying to make them be like that. No, you want to be able to stand in front of God and God be like, girl, you raised them kid. Son, you raised them kids. I need some parents on here to rejoice that when you stand in front of the Lord, you will be able to say, God, I didn't do perfect, but I certainly didn't try to make them uh, be something that they were not. I did not try to make them be Joseph's brothers. I made, I let them be Joseph. I need some of you parents to rejoice. Well, you can be honest. You, you weren't perfect. No parent's perfect. No child is perfect. People aren't perfect. But you can say, I recognize I had some Josephs in my bloodline. I had some Josephs in my children. And I did not try to make them Joseph's brothers. I let them be Joseph. You got to hear that. All right? So listen, almost to where we're going. Remember Romans 8, 28. He makes all things work together as a plan. Joseph's life did not have to go the way it went. Because when he tells his brother the second dream, guess what? Everything that happens after that is his fault. Bishop, what do you mean? How is it his fault? Well, what happened after that? His brothers sell him into slavery. His brothers throw him in a pit. His brother or his brothers throw him into a pit. He's sold into slavery. He's then in a man named Potiphar's house. Potiphar is one of Pharaoh's generals. Pharaoh's wife tries to lay with Joseph, tries to have sex with Joseph. And Joseph would not lay with her, so she lied on him. So he's thrown into prison. When he's thrown into prison, he meets a baker and a butler. He tells them, do not forget about me. They forget about him for two years. It was not until age 30 when Joseph, watch me, at 17 does Joseph have his dreams. 13 years later, at age 30, does Joseph become prime minister of Egypt? Everybody listen carefully. But so what do you mean all of that is his fault? Joseph, you saw how they responded after you told them the first dream. Joseph, why did somebody say who? You saw how they responded after the first dream. Joseph, why did you tell them the second dream? Ooh, it's quiet in these comments. You saw how they handled it the first time. Why did you expect something different the second time? Ooh, it's quiet now. Joseph, you saw that they were not for you after you told them the first dream. Why did you do it a second time? Everybody look at me. There are some things that have happened in your life and you're like, God, why did this happen? Can I suggest to you that perhaps it's because you told the right thing to the wrong people? You told the right thing to the wrong people. And guess what? You were expecting your blood to support you, not for them to take blood from you. Ooh, come on, y'all. 
you sometimes you have to pray that God guards your tongue so that you do not say the wrong thing to the wrong people. There's even a deeper principle. There's even a deeper principle. Sometimes you have to be careful that you don't say something until it's complete. One of the greatest lessons I ever learned is to not announce things until they're done. Why? Because when you announce something, you tell the enemy what to attack. Sometimes the best thing you can do, what you're working on, I'm working on something. How's it coming? It's amazing. Sometimes the best thing you can do is be quiet until you have possession. Come on, y'all. Somebody said, this is good teaching on TikTok. I know this is good. You ready? Sometimes the best thing you can do is say nothing until you have everything complete because you're telling the enemy what to attack. When Joseph shared his dream the second time, he told his enemies what to attack. And when he told his enemies what to attack, what did they do? They attacked it. They attacked him by throwing him into a pit. The Bible makes it clear that the pit had no water in it, which means that when they threw Joseph down, the fall alone should have killed him. The fall alone should have killed him. But guess what? The Bible says that Joseph was favored by God. So here's the principle, guys, from Romans 8, 28. Joseph didn't have to make it to the palace that way. But because God, and this is, this is where it gets good for you and I, but because God, Romans 8, 28 us, because he makes all things work together as a plan for us. Even the stuff we did, we should not have done. God says, I'm going to use that too. I need you to rejoice on TikTok and Instagram. Here we go. That he is going to literally use the stuff that you should not have said, that you should not have done, that you should not have acted on. He's going to make all things work together as a plan. Can I get you to not only put a praise on the screen, but I just need about 20 of you all between both of these platforms that have radical faith to put this. The plan is at work. The plan is at work. The plan is at work. It didn't have to go that way, Joseph, but God says, I'm going to use it anyhow. They're going to throw you in the pit, but I'm going to make sure it don't kill you. They're going to sell you into slavery, but I'm going to make sure you get sold to the right one. You go sold to Potiphar, who is a general in Pharaoh's army. Watch me. Uh, Potiphar's wife is going to lie on you, but I'm going to make sure when they lock you up that they don't take you down the county. I'm going to make sure that they take you to the king's prison. And when you're in the king's prison, I'm going to make sure that there's two people in there that are going to have dreams you have to interpret. You're going to do what you do, Joseph, and you're going to have to serve their dream while your dream is on hold. You're going to have to serve their plan while your plan is on hold. But Joseph, if you will endure, I'm going to make sure that you make it to your sequel. I'm going to make sure that you make it to the place I have ordained for you to sit in. The plan is at work. God, that's so good to me. It didn't have to go that way for Joe, but God takes all things. Oh, my God. He takes all things and make them work together as a plan. All right. And then we looked at verse 31, Romans 8 and 31. Um, what then shall we say to all these things if God is for us who can be successful against us? You'll notice in verse 31, you'll see we, us, us, plurality. And on Sunday, I taught you um, how to have better relationships how to have better relationships. What if I told you even every bad relationship decision you've made 
is about to work for your good. Every bad relationship decision you've made, it's about to work for your good, right? So we went into that and I gave you on Sunday, I gave you 11 different um, things that you need to have better relationships. Bishop, how do I listen to that message? How do I watch that message? Get our app. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number. Can I get a few of you to put that on each platform? Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 877-552-4746. You can get our app. You can watch it on YouTube. You can watch it on Facebook. Get on our podcast, the whole nine. You got to do that. Tomorrow night's Bible study. We call it Wednesday Night Live because it's live. Literally, for those of you, um, I like Wednesdays because the energy is typically always high because people on Wednesday, they come hungry. And I want to get you excited about tomorrow's work. That's why I do these previews on Tuesday nights and Saturday nights to get you excited about the word that's coming. Tomorrow night's word is going to be interesting because we're going to build off of how to, uh, how to have better relationships. Relationships with people can be better, listen carefully, only after your relationship with God is better. I'm going to say that again. Relationships with people can be better only after your relationship with God is better. If a lot of people say, I'm going to be a better wife, I want to be a better husband, I want to be a better son. I want to be a better daughter. I want to be a better business person. I want to be a better this. I want to be a better that. Can I say what your number one desire should be? I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better Christian. I want to be a better Christian. Because relationships with people can be better only after your relationship with God is better. You cannot give people something you do not first give to yourself. The Bible says it like this. Love, the first and greatest commandment, Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart, soul, strength. All right, that's number one. Can I get you to drop a number one on the screen? That's number one. He says, get this together first. Boop, boop, boop. Get that together. He says, and the second is like this. And love your neighbor as yourself. Pay attention. As makes that a mathematical equation. So he gives you two and three in the same verse. He says, number one, get things right with God. Be a better Christian. Number two, love your neighbor as yourself. Which means it's one, me and God. Two, me and me. Three, me and people. Or people and I, right? Number one, God and I. Number two, I and I. Me and I. Me and I. Me, myself and I. Three, people and I. I'm going to give it to you one more time so you get it. God says, here's the order of how relationships need to be handled. Number one, God and I. Number two, me, myself, and I. Number three, people and I. Here's how most people get it. You worried about people. You worried about people first. Then you worried about, oh, self-love, self-care, self-me, got to take care of me, 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 me. And then you're like, God, if I have something left over, I'll give you something. This is why, listen to the statistics, over half of first marriages end in divorce. Now, I thought these people were in love. I thought these people, oh, you're the sugar, you're the, you're the coffee, you're the cream in my coffee, you're the hogging in my dogs, you're the Ben in my Jerry's. I, I thought you were in love. Second marriages, 67% of second marriages end in divorce. Guys, do you understand? That's seven out of 10. Seven out of 10 second marriages are over before they ever begin. Okay? 73%, again, seven out of 10. Of third marriages end in divorce. What are you trying to say, Bishop? Is that you would think the, the percentage would go down. Why doesn't it go down? 
Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. When the order is wrong, when you're doing number three is number one, when you're doing number, when you're doing what should be number two in the wrong place, and when you're dealing what should be number one in the third place, when you're doing things out of order, you're never going to get the right order. I'll say it again. When you do things out of order, you're never going to get the right order. So relationships with people can be better after your relationship with God is better. And tomorrow night, I'm going to teach you um, how to make that relationship better. It starts with communication. For all relationships, and this was number one for how to make, have better relationships, you have to have clear communication. And communication is not passive-aggressive, slamming doors, throwing stuff around, being mad, hollering, cussing, acting a fool. That's not communication. Clear communication, clear communication, clear communication, clear communication is key, all right? You can't be on FM and they're on AM. That's not clear communication. You can't be on Sirius and they're on whatever the other one is, all right? You, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. Clear communication means that we, what did I teach you on Sunday? This is why you got to go back and look at Sunday's message or listen to the podcast. You got to get the app so you can do that. Clear communication, hear me. It literally means we use our words and we understand what, we, what we're talking about. You got to have that. You got to have that. You got to have that. So just like you have to have that with people, you have to have clear communication with God. And do you want to know what that's called? Prayer. Prayer. And what is prayer? I'm going to teach you that tomorrow night. Tomorrow night's message is called How to Pray Better. And I'm going to literally teach you some things. I know some people say, oh, Bishop, I know how to pray. Mm -mm, not like what I'm going to teach you tomorrow night. What I'm going to teach you tomorrow night, um, I have um, the revelation I'm going to release is revelation you've never heard about prayer. It's revelation you've never heard about prayer. Um, but we're going to get your communication with God right tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night's message. How to pray better. All right. It's going to be really good for you because it's going to teach you how to do that. Um, for some of you, like, I don't know what to say. I'm going to teach you. And then I'm going to teach you how to get results in prayer. Um, it's going to be amazing tomorrow night. Anybody else excited about the word? Wave at me if you're excited about it. All right. I promise you. Everybody listen, because I know what some of y'all think. Oh, I know about that. Mm -mm. You've not heard what I'm going to teach tomorrow night. I promise you that. You've not heard the revelation that I'm going to release tomorrow night. Because could it be that when you pray, you pray, but you lack agreement? Could it be that when you pray, you pray, uh, but, but you're missing some key components that makes heaven move? All right. That's tomorrow night. What time is it? Seven o'clock mountain, nine o'clock Eastern in Denver. You can join us in the building. If you're outside of the Denver area, no problem. Bob. You can literally watch us on any of our digital campuses. We do a pop-up stream over here on TikTok. Best thing to do versus being on a pop-up because, you know, it's a pop-up. So that means it's the camera literally following me, you know, from the phone because TikTok, you can't go live broadcast. But guess what? What you can do is you are more than welcome and more than able to join us through our app on YouTube, Facebook, um, all of that, our website, you can do that. So, all right, so text the word HARVEST to 877-552-4746 so that you can be a part of that word uh, tomorrow night and that experience tomorrow night. Listen, let me say this to you all. I pray that you've been blessed by this preview tonight. I'm gonna end preview early tonight to give you time to go share this. Share this live, share this word, share our app when you share 
people get saved. The last two things that I want to do tonight. Number one, if you need to become a Christian tonight, this is your moment. You're not watching me. Pastor, you're right. The people's bishop. You are not watching this by accident on TikTok or Instagram tonight by accident. You are literally here because God has ordered your steps to be watching me tonight. And if you need to become a Christian tonight, this is your moment. If you need to recommit yourself to the Lord, this is your moment. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. If you're one of those three, this is your moment. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. God cared enough about you to come get you on a social media network tonight on a Tuesday night to snatch you, to let you know he loves you unconditionally. If that's you, when I count to three, I don't want you to think about it twice. I want you to type the word me and do the hand wave emoji. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself a little or be sure. One, two, three. Respond right now. Don't think twice about it. Don't worry about anybody judging you. You are Bishop Foreman. You are in a safe place. Ain't nobody going to judge you. And if they do, you let me know. I got them. Huh? If you need to become a Christian, recommit. I got you. I got you over here on TikTok. I got you. This is your moment. So be like, ah, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to type it. I don't want to be embarrassed. You will not be embarrassed. Jesus said, if you deny him publicly, he'll do the same. Do not deny him. This is your moment. I'm going to count down from five. Five. We're waiting on you. Four. Do that hand wave emoji or talk the word me. I got you. I got you over here on Instagram. Four. Three. We're waiting on you. We are waiting on you. You got to respond before I get to zero. Two. We're waiting on you. We're waiting on you. Just type me or do that hand wavy emoji. You have to worry about, well, Bishop, I still got some stuff I'm working through. Guess what? That's okay. That's okay. You listen, when you, you don't get your life together to come to God, you come to God and God's going to help you get your life together. Two, going once, going twice. We got to pray. I see you. I got you. Several over here on TikTok. I got you. I got you. One. Come on, respond before I get to zero because I want to be able to pray with you. I want you to pray the prayer with me. I want you to pray the prayer with me. Zero. Everybody pray this prayer with me. You can keep responding. They're still responding over here on TikTok. You can keep responding. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say it. I don't care if you and Jesus went to school together and y'all got a senior picture together. Look, pray this prayer with me. Let's go. Everybody say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I see you over here. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you came and lived a perfect life and died for my sin, for my failures, for my mistakes, so that I could have abundant life. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. You got me and I got you. In Jesus name, amen. Listen, guys, it's just that simple. When you prayed that prayer, the Bible says, literally, that you were born again. What does that mean? That you, the real you, not this body, not this flesh, not this suit, but the you, the spirit, the subconscious mind that you are is born again. And now I want to give you some instructions on what to do now that you've prayed that prayer. It's a message called what next. I literally want to walk you through what to do now. Bless you, man of God. Now that you've prayed that prayer, how do you get that? You got to do one thing and one thing only. You're going to text the word decision decision to the phone number 877-552-4. Y'all already got it. Boom. 4746. It's right there. I just pinned it over here. Uh, if I can get a few of you all to put that over here in the TikTok chat, you're going to text the word decision to the phone number 877-552-4746. We're going to shoot your text right back when you text that from your phone, uh, from your mobile phone. So you're going to text it like a text. 
text decision to 877-552-4746. And we're going to send you that message right away um, to sow that into you so you know what to do next. I've had digital ambassadors on both of these platforms tonight that were able to see you and respond. We celebrate you. Y'all got to hear me. We're excited about your decision. And the Bible says that heaven is having a party. Let me tell you something. Heaven is having a whole party right now over you. You're just that important to God and you're important to Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church. I really encourage you to get connected. Get Watch our app. You, you're not watching me by accident. This is the Divine Connection. Get that app. Go to our website, harvestchurch.church. You've got the profiles. Connect with us. And uh, you say, Bishop, I don't live in Denver. It doesn't matter. Bishop, I don't live in Atlanta. It doesn't matter. You can live anywhere across America and around the world. Harvest is a hybrid church. So we have people all over um, that are part of our church. All right. Let me last do this last thing. If this message preview blessed you tonight, I'm going to encourage you to be a blessing. How can you do that? You can sow into it. Guys, you know that we are blessed to be a blessing. And y'all know that we sow. On, we gave, um, uh, we collected over 1,500 items. Can we clap that up for our citywide baby shower this past week, this past Sunday? And we gave over 1,500 items away this past uh, uh, Sunday. Now, we've got some overflow left, so we're going to be taking those and giving some of those things um, to um, select uh, folks to do that. But what blessed me so much, I got a message yesterday from uh, one of our harvesters that one of the women that came on Sunday, it was their very first time to church. One of the women that came on Sunday is their very first time to church. She had her baby yesterday. Can we rejoice about that? So on Sunday, she came, got everything she needed for her child. And then on Monday, she had her child. She might be watching tonight. I don't know. Uh, on one of the platforms. But uh, to God be the glory for that, guys. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are giving church. So if you want to sow, be a blessing to what blessed you. If this blessed you, sow into it. Um, how do you do that? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. People are putting that in each platform. If you want to use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, in Given. If you want to give through cryptocurrency, you're also welcome to do that. And here's what I want us to do. Um, that's uh, that Romans 831. Whatever you sow, Put those numbers in it, 831, Romans 831. And you're going to call, here's what you're going to call this seed. You're going to call this the your plan seed. Um, in other words, his plan is working. We talked about Joseph tonight and all of that. His plan is working. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who would dare be against us? So you can do $31.08. You can do $318. Just put something those num with those numbers on it because you're targeting your seed. All right. I want to teach you that principle. You always target your seed and you tie your seed to scripture. Nobody just grabs a bag of seed and starts just throwing it out. You need to know what type of seed it is so that you can make sure you plant it properly. All right. I love you guys. I pray that you were blessed by this preview tonight. Why do I do the previews? To get you excited about the word so then you can go share. So share it in your Instagram story. Share it on whatever form, a platform that you're on. Share it uh, wherever you're at. And tomorrow's night's words is going to be amazing. 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. All right. Love you guys. Pray you have an amazing night. If you haven't uh, yet seen my May prayer, I want to encourage you. My May prayer for you, I released it on both TikTok and um, Instagram and Facebook, go watch it and tag somebody in that May prayer. There's four things that I'm praying for the rest of the month of May for you. They may your name be brought up in rooms that can change the trajectory of your life. May favor find you, may opportunity open for you. 
And finally, may debts be supernaturally canceled, all right? So go make sure that you do that. I love you. Go share this. And if this bless you, go sow. Always be a blessing to what blesses you. Always sow into who sows into you. Love you guys. Have a great night. Shalom, y'all. Have a good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.